Hey everybody, this is Sam with West Virginia Overtime with your single A preview of Thursday's games. Thursday is always single A game day. So this would be Thursday, March 12th. And we're going to go through all of the single A games that are going to be completed for the quarterfinals. There are also going to be two triple A quarterfinals, but we already did a podcast episode on all of the triple A games at once. So you can find that in the triple A quarterfinal preview. Um, we will be after Thursday, March 12th games, we will provide a result show where we recap everything that happened on Thursday, March 12th in both single A and triple A. And then we will also do a podcast episode previewing uh, day three, which would be semifinals of double A, single A, and triple A. So, like I said, let's get started with just the single A quarterfinal preview. It starts off at 9.30 in the morning with game one. Game one is going to be number three, Gilmer County, and number six, Willing Central. As I told you in the double A preview of the quarterfinals, I started going to the girls state basketball tournament when I was a midget leaguer. Uh, It was my basketball present for years. My mom and dad took turns taking me to different sessions or different days. I also told you that Basically, my dad, to get me to work on my game, never allowed me to go to Saturday's state championship day. Uh, While I was playing, my dad said, I want the first time that you see Saturday, the state championship day, I want you to be in it. So... All through Midget League, middle school, and high school, I never attended a Saturday championship game until I was the assistant boys basketball coach and we won the state championship. I had never went to the Saturday championship game. Now you're thinking, Sam, why are you boring us with your life? Because it is going to tell you why I'm picking who I'm picking in game one and why I'm doing this review the way I'm doing it. As a midget leaguer from the very first year, uh, as my dad was uh, basically showing me different players that he wanted me to emulate, um, I also knew that I wanted to be involved in basketball. And throughout the years, probably since I was about 11 or 12 years old, I knew I wanted to be a basketball coach. And so I also watched the basketball coaches. 
One coach who always, every year, caught my eye was Willing Central's Pinkerts. Um, it was his confident manner um, in how he carried himself, how he dressed. Um, it was how he spoke to his team, how well-disciplined his team was, and how well-mannered they were. Because even as a midget leaguer and middle schooler, um, my dad took me down to meet some of the Willing Central players, and I can't tell you how nice they were. At spending time with me, a midget leaguer, and, you know, encouraging me to continue playing the game and working hard, and they were extremely well-mannered. However, that very first year, when I was talking to his players, Coach Pinkertz came over. And I met him and just how he conducted himself, like I said, how he made me feel. Um, he talked to me about my game. He talked to me, you know, about my strengths, about my weaknesses. He told my dad a drill that I could do. Um, I was weak in dribbling the first year that I attended the state tournament. And I was honest about that, as was my dad. Pinkerts talked about different drills to get better at dribbling. And, you know, looking back on that... Now, I thought it was a big deal as a midget leaguer. I don't want you to think I didn't. Um, I was amazed. But looking back on that, here Coach Kurtz was at the state tournament trying to win a state championship. And he was talking to this little kid after a game, after they had won, and spending time. Um, time that a lot of coaches wouldn't. Um, a lot of coaches, you know, might spend two or three minutes. From my memories, I think he spent probably 10, 15 minutes talking to us up against the side of the bleachers. I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, every year thereafter, that Willing Central was in the tournament, I made sure to touch base with Coach Kurtz. Um, even if it was before a game or after a game or on a day they didn't play, a lot of times he showed up on Double A day on the Wednesday where Double A and Triple A played, and I would go over to him just to shake his hand, wish him good luck. Um, there were a lot of years that he remembered me and that meant something to me that he did that there were a lot of other coaches that i met throughout the years who shall remain nameless um that did not do that with me or any of my friends i can honestly say that i never saw coach Pinkertz um ever stop a player from talking to him no matter what team they were from um, he never stopped any parents from talking to him he has always been extremely willing to share the game of basketball and when I did become a basketball coach 
um, he acted genuinely excited for me when I told him, you know, hey, this is my first year coaching. Um, you know, we didn't make it to the state tournament. And um, he actually gave me contact information and said, you know, if you ever need anything, touch base with me and I don't care to help you out. And for that, I have always, always appreciated that. So Willing Central is one of my favorite teams just because of Coach Penn Kurtz. I feel like they are always ready and raring to go. Um, They are on a five-game winning streak. And you need to look for a very well-disciplined team that knows what's going on and responds when they have to make corrections or adjustments during the game. They usually do not get rattled. Uh, Look for senior leader Kaylee Rayboo. Um, she is a 6-1 uh, player that they have had the pleasure to be on their team. Look for her to really take control of this game. Now, Gilmer County. The Gilmer County Titans are 20-5, and five, and they've won their last seven out of their last eight. Um, What concerns me, though, looking through their schedule and everything, has has been that they have lost twice to Parkersburg Catholic, who is one of the picks that a lot of people are making to actually have a chance of upsetting Huntington St. Joe's this year. Um, Gilmer County did not really, I didn't feel, I watched one of the games, stay in the games with Parkersburg Catholic. Now, I will give them props. Their other three losses were two teams that weren't in single A. Uh, They played up. They played a lot of double A, triple A games. And so they uh, have a tendency to also be in control. Trinity Bancroft, who is a sophomore, is the one to watch for their team. Now, I'm going to be extremely honest with all of you. All of you know that I am pretty much a straight shooter. Um, A lot of single-A teams are private schools. Um, A lot of single-A teams are also border schools. So, you're going to hear me say There's a lot of games that I haven't seen of single A teams. I'm going on what I've seen of them in the past, what I know of their coaches, and what I can tell from the teams out of state that they played. Um, Like I said, Willing Central played a lot of teams out of state. Parkersburg Catholic plays a lot of teams out of state. Huntington St. Joe's definitely plays a lot of teams out of state. It is very hard to get game film on them uh, and actually follow them. Um, So I'm going to be very honest with you, and I am going to choose Willing Central in the upset of Gamble County. I think this... um, 
today, uh, Thursday, March 12th, I think single A day starts with an upset with Willing Central over Yummer County. Now, game two is number two, Parkersburg Catholic over uh, or versus n- number seven, Tucker County, and it's going to be at one o'clock. Um, Parkersburg Catholic is the only undefeated team in the state. Uh, they are 25 and 0. They are known for their full court pressure, and they almost never allow anyone to score over 45 or 50 points on them. Um, I want to say that has been a goal of theirs for several years now and I can't remember exactly what number of points it is it's somewhere between 45 and 50 points they never want a team to score over that against them their full court press always helps them get turnovers they are extremely active in it and it takes teams out of their rhythm Aaliyah Brunny is the one to watch um, with her outside game but she also has a little bit of an inside game look for her to be flying around on the press and grabbing boards um she is a extremely nice player um however when i talk to the parkersburg catholic fans on twitter they are always mentioning two sisters all over the place, uh, Madeline and Leslie Huffman. So I'm going to tell you that those are two to watch just because their fans talk about them constantly. I'm going to tell you um, every time I've been around the Parkersburg Catholic team or I've seen them play, they are extremely confident. And I'll be honest with you, I don't blame them for the simple fact they're undefeated. They're 25-0. They have been to the state tournament numerous times. They are not afraid of playing in the Coliseum or of the crowds that come or anything like that. So um, they're going to come into this game extremely confident. I'm going to be very honest with you. I have not seen Tucker County play. I have kept up with them through i believe his name is carl holcomb uh he is a reporter up in that area and he files a lot of stories on tucker county moorfield and petersburg and those three teams i have been keeping up through his descriptions uh in his articles but also his game updates and what he has said about them tucker county is 18 and 7 and they have been tournament 16 straight times tucker county uh back in the late 90s was a double a powerhouse in girls basketball i believe Uh, I may have the years wrong, but I think it was 96, 97, and 98 was their three-peat. They won the state championship um, three straight times in the late 90s. Um, Because of enrollment, they had to drop down in single A. However, they haven't won a single A state championship, 
and a lot of their fans blame that, of course, on the private county or private schools. And they are looking forward to the reclassifications next year. Uh, a lot of the private schools are moving up to AA, and Tucker County feels that this is going to give them an opportunity at a, another state championship, only this time in single A. Um, they have a 5'11 senior, Tara Kuhn, that they turn to in tough times. She is pretty much the leader of their team, and this is who they are going to turn to to control the boards. However, they are going to be relying on a solid London Hood to step up and handle Parker Bird Catholic's pressure, especially their full-court press. Um, from Reading um, Carl's articles, London Hood seems very mature for her her age. Um, I hope that she can stand up to to the pressure and can get Tucker County in their offense and running um, it. But I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna tell you that I am picking Parkersburg Catholic in this one. And I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think Tucker County has the team. I don't think they have the confidence. And I don't think they've played any team looking through their schedule. I don't feel like they've played any team like Parkersburg Catholic and the pressure that they're going to see. So I think it's going to be a shock to their system. I hope it's a great game. I hope it's not a blowout, but I am picking Parkersburg Catholic with a blowout. Game three. Game three in single A is going to be Huntington St. Joe's, uh, who, who has been the number one team in the state, and versus number eight, St. Mary's. And this is going to take place at 530 on Thursday. Um, St. Joe's, Man, what do you say about them uh, other than dominant? Um, that's when what comes to mind when someone mentions Huntington St. Joseph's. Um, St. Joe's has won nine out of the last 11 single A state championships. They are 22 and 1, and they have played a lot of Alice State teams. And I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen them play much this year. Um, they have only played five games um, against teams in the state of West Virginia. So out of their 23 games that, that they have played, 18 of them have been Alice State. And they have been against some powerhouses in Kentucky and Ohio and in some of the tournaments that they've played in. Um, all I know by looking at the stats and seeing her play last year, uh, junior Grace Hudson will be the one to, for you guys to watch. Um, Hudson is um, extremely capable of totally taking over a game either with her scoring or with 
making sure that her teammates get the ball uh, in the right places for them to score. She doesn't care to make the extra pass, and she is definitely the one to watch. Um, number eight, St. Mary's. They are in an eight, and they are going to be facing an uphill battle. Um, at one time this year, they lost four straight games. And from the articles that I read during that streak, they seem to be really unfocused, unbalanced, um, that they weren't real sure of themselves. They have a 5'9 junior, Kylie Wright, that St. Joe's is going to key on. Uh, from reading uh, about St. Joe's with Rick Elmore, it looks like uh, St. Joe's is going to, to key on her. Um, when you look through St. Mary's schedule, the thing that I noticed is, like I said, Parkersburg Catholic, who's number two, uh, blew out Mary St. Mary's twice. Um, so I'm going to just be real honest with you again. I think Huntington St. Joe's blows out St. Mary's from the get go. I think St. Mary's has seen a team like this, uh, because they've played Parkersburg Catholic, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop Parker or Huntington St. Joe's, I don't think they're going to be able to make the adjustments to take care of it. I think they're really going to take a beating on this one. Um, game four and the final game of single A doesn't include a private school. And this is actually the game that most people are picking to be the game of single A on Thursday. Um, it starts at 9 o'clock, and it is number 4, Pocahontas County, versus number 5, Summers County. Um, Pocahontas County is 21-4, and they bring a 9-game winning streak into this game. Um, their fans were extremely excited when Parker or Pocahontas County ended up in the tournament. Uh, there were numerous videos played and posted on Twitter and on Facebook. The celebration that Pocahontas County and the excitement that they showed after winning the game to send them to the state tournament was unbelievable. Um, if I wanted to pick a Cinderella pick and thought any team deserved to have a Cinderella tournament run in the state tournament, it is Pocahontas County. Just because... Um, their team and their fans, their community and their reaction was, uh, it brightened my day. I will, I will tell you that. Um, these two teams, Pocahontas County and Summers County, they've played twice and they split the season, uh, with Pocahontas County winning the first one and Summers County winning the second one. Pocahontas has a 5'9 senior in Layla Calhoun that has been playing big in most games this season, um, scoring the most points and taking care of her team. 
like I said, they go up against Summers County, who is ranked number five. I am going to be real honest. I was totally shocked that Summers County ended up here. Um, they are 19-6, and six, and they had to upset Charleston Catholic in the regionals 47-43, to 43, and I got to watch that game. I was totally shocked. I thought that Charleston Catholic was uh, going to take it to them. And Summers County showed a lot of resilience and a lot of toughness in that game. And they really came to play. They had scouted them well and were very prepared for Charleston Catholic. They have two juniors to watch, Taylor Isaac and Gavin Pennett. I hope I didn't butcher that name either. But I think that you really want to watch those two players. I think this is is going to be the single A game of the day. I think it's going to be extremely close. And I think if you can stay there and you can last till nine o'clock at night, it is going to be well worth the the ticket price. Just this game alone. Um if you have kids and you want to see a good game and show them a girls, good girls basketball game, I think this is actually the game. Um, I'm going to pick Pocahontas County over them. Um, I think they are going to win the rubber match, the, the third match between these two teams. And I think that they are going to win an, a close one. However, don't be shocked. Um, like I said, if Summer County does win, they're ready for Charleston Catholic. They had a great scouting report, and they were prepared for anything. So I'm not going to be surprised if they beat Pocahontas County, but I'm still going to pick Pocahontas County. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, protests, anything like that, feel free to hit us up on WV Overtime on Twitter or uh, Facebook. I, I answer anything and everything. I look forward to talking to you guys all day tomorrow on Twitter. I, I will be on there making comments for you guys. Um, also, look forward um, to the podcast tomorrow night. We're going to have episodes on, like I said, the results of tomorrow, not only the single A quarterfinals, but the two triple A quarterfinals. And we're going to have a preview of all of the semifinal games that are going to be happening on Friday. If you guys want to write us, hit me up on wvovertime at gmail.com and let me know what you guys are thinking. I look forward to hearing from you guys and talking to you guys soon. Have a great day.